Pricing negotiation is a sticky area for many entrepreneurs. Even as professionals, people are unable to negotiate for a salary raise or the well-deserved remuneration when they are joining back after a sabbatical. And there are multiple nuances involved in negotiating for a dollar amount which matches your worth. So on this episode today, we are discussing all about negotiations. And our guest on the show today will make it easier for you to do money negotiations. Fall in love with selling as you acquire the right mindset, selling style and sales process that helps you take your business solution to more prospects, potential clients and the world at large. If you are a women entrepreneur who is looking to get more sales, scale and sustainability in your business, you have reached the right place. I'm Roshni Baronia. Your host for the show is The Sales, which is all about helping you bring your authentic and influential self to each sales conversation. Hey, Claudia, I am thrilled to have you on the show. Welcome today. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. Please tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and your work. Yeah, so my name is Claudia Miller, and I'm a career coach for career-driven women who are looking to accelerate in their careers and finally get paid what they're worth. And I've even helped clients get up to $50,000 in salary increase, uh, even during COVID. And, you know, because of my client's success, I've been featured in Forbes, MSNBC, and Business Insider named me one of the top 23 most innovative career coaches of 2020. When I'm not working with clients, um, I can be found salsa dancing on a beach somewhere with my husband. Although because of COVID right now, that's kind of been a little bit contained to our home. Right. But yeah, that's a little bit about me. Oh, that's awesome. I loved that. So Claudia, we are discussing a very critical topic here with you today. And that is all about negotiating for money without being confrontational. So whether it is more money as a salary for an employee or pricing for an entrepreneur for their product program or service, the start starting point is I think for many people is that they consider negotiation to be something very difficult. So what are some of the fears and triggers people usually have when they have to negotiate for money? Yeah, when it comes to negotiating, some people fear that maybe they're going to seem as greedy or sleazy, or I should just be grateful that I'm even getting this job offer or I'm getting this deal. Like I'll just, you know, I don't want to rock the boat. And then it's just like this fear of like losing whether the offer is being pulled away or they're going to be seen as a very greedy and only focused on the money side of it. Plus, it's also something we don't very do very often, especially here, like in the US, like we go shopping and everything. There's already a fixed price. There's no negotiation here. Maybe people would negotiate when it comes to like buying a car. And we don't do that very often. It's not like we go every week buying new cars or at least the average person doesn't. So it's a skill that we haven't really utilized as often. And therefore, because it's underutilized and we don't practice it, we there's a fear around it, the unknown, what would happen? How do you do it? How do you even start? So this, all of it just comes together along with like, you know, I I should just be happy that I'm getting this job offer. I'll just, you know, I'm just happy with whatever they offer me. And that's usually like kind of like where uh, people, most people are coming from when it comes to negotiation. Yeah. Yeah. Rightly pointed out that it probably is an unknown territory for them. And that's why they are so skeptical Mm -hmm. about it, the fear of the unknown. But um, yeah, in fact, in India, where I am, uh, reciting. It's kind of a li- different story because here we have a lot of flea markets and street uh, vendors and like our moms and pops are used to negotiating for like two, three bucks also. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so here, everyday person is very, very used to bargaining. So if there are marketplaces that if you do not negotiate for 
for even 10 rupees less of a price, then you have not done a good deal. So that's the kind of scenario here. But yeah, the things change when you get into the realm of uh, negotiations where things are at higher stake. They are like your salary negotiations or your business negotiations. So that's when things become really critical. And that, like you rightly said, it is fear of unknown. So what, what can one do to overcome these fears in the first place? Yeah, um, I think it's just changing your mindset. You're, you know, the way, like I said, fears and myths, like, oh, I'm going to see this sleazy. Actually, if you're negotiating, especially right now in sales, right. you have to negotiate. It's a good indicator that not only are you confident in yourself, but that you're like a top performing employee. So as a hiring manager, if I have my candidate negotiating their salary, then I know that they're going to be negotiating in behalf of the company. That's somebody I want to hire. That's somebody that's going to be negotiating when it comes to contracts with clients where, you know, sometimes the solution is not just to cut, you know, give a discount. There's other ways and it's really understanding like what is the happy medium that benefits both parties. So start salary and a lot of hiring job offers, they don't always give you the higher salary range because if they, you were to negotiate, you could they don't always give you the top end of that salary range. But what happens is most people just don't negotiate. So they leave a lot of money on the table. And especially, you know, for women, there's a huge discrepancy with pay. You know, they, the saying is like on average, every woman, you know, on average, a woman makes 70 cents on the dollar, but that's not necessarily true. Don't quote me specific on the money. I, I just like a very estimate, right. but like um, Hispanic Latina women make 56 cents on the dollar. African-American women make around 59 cents on the dollar. African-American males, um, 60 cents on the dollar. Even Asian women, um, based on the studies, they make 92 cents on the dollar. Like we're still not getting equal pay out there. Right. So it's just refraining and positioning your yourself as that top you know, candidate, that top employee who's confident, is able to negotiate and still not being confrontational. Like you don't have to argue or, you know, like come in like you're a tyrant or anything. It's just a conversation, but it's all about positioning, branding and how you're coming across with this message. Right. That's a great point to highlight uh, reframing and positioning yourself as a person who can command that kind of a price and execute that kind of a worth in whatever way. So can you just uh, peel the layers on what can these be? Like how does one position in front of a prospect or a hiring manager? And it's like a selling your personal brand. So how does one do that? Yeah, so there's different ways. One of the things how I'm able to get clients 20, 30, 40, even $50,000 salary increases. And you know, like the maximum I've had a client so far is a six 63% increase in their salary is mm -hmm. very strategic and it all stacks up against one another. And okay. here's what I mean. If you're job searching, looking for a new job, whether it's within the company or outside the company, you want to make sure you're prepared from A to Z. So a lot of the work happens before you even go into a room or get on a call with someone and start negotiating. How I do this is I help clients with research, understanding who they will be you know, working and talking with. Who is this company? How Let's listen to their earnings call? What are their priorities in the next quarter, six months, or at the end of the year? Are they looking to focus within marketing? Are they looking to focus within sales? Are they looking to push a specific new product or service that they're just launching? Really understanding what is the company at right now and where are they looking to go? So you start collecting this information. Then it's net networking with people within the company. So you can get a better insights, what the culture is, what's important, how do they work? What are some of their challenges? You know, are there enough 
enough resources. And again, it starts stacking in your favor. Um, once you have collected that data, then you start prepping for, you know, you make sure you have a really great resume that stands out and is able to capture the attention of a computer system. So it'd be able to get past that. Um, the attention of an HR person, which necessarily won't always be a subject matter expert since they hire for multiple roles. So your resume needs to be clear enough that someone without a background can still understand your achievements and your accolades. And rebranding yourself as well, highlighting your achievements. A lot of people, when I work with them, you know, once I, I finish writing their resume, they're like, I can't believe I did that. So a good thing to right. do, especially like within sales, this is a great example, is has make sure you start tallying up how much sales you've done throughout your career. You know, I right. know it's going to start lower when you starting out, but as closer as more time goes on. So that, that way you can say, you know, I'm a, you know, enterprise sales professional with 10 plus years of experience um, with a background in consultative selling and um, business acumen and strategy development and account management for various top global brands and have influence over $15 million in revenue um, in less than 10 years for a product that averaged $5,000. All mm -hmm. of a sudden, I'm like, okay, this person, I'm definitely going to reach out to this person. Like they were with top global brands. They were just to the point. I didn't have to read the entire resume to figure out that they're enterprise sales professional. Once it comes to the interviewing, um, I'd make sure that because you've gathered so much information, data, research, and we've prepped you, now it's coming that putting that all together and packaging it through the interview. Then that's how my candidates are becoming like, you know, when they're interviewing job searching, they become the top candidate that automatically they get the higher end of that salary range. So for example, I was just working with a client and she in her previous job was making 92,000. She was out of work for six months because of COVID, then started working with me. We worked together on these strategies I just mentioned, and they told her that the job only paid up to $140. She got offered $148,000. That's $8,000 more than awesome. what they said the salary range Awesome. Is. <laughs> yeah. So it's just all of these packaging that sets you up for favor. And nobody wants to go with their second option, whether it's dating, sales, vendors. I mean, anything it is, no one wants to go with their second <laughs> option. So people are happy to pay that if they see value in it. If I know you're going to bring a lot of revenue, you can make strategy, and you're going to alleviate those pain points, kind of like in sales, then I'm willing to pay the right price for the right person. The unsexy secret of growing sales is that not everyone is great at strategic planning. But did you know that you are 42% more likely to achieve your income goals if you have a system that motivates, tracks and improves your progress on a daily basis. The Personal Sales Planner is that very intuitive and holistic sales planning tool which can help you break down your lofty income goals into manageable milestones and doable daily actions. And guess what? You have to spend just 10 minutes with it every single day. So grab your sales planner from bit.ly slash psp-37. The link is given in show notes. It is the only tool you will ever need to do your sales planning. So grab your link from the show notes. It is bit.ly slash psp-37. Absolutely. That's so rightly said that uh, you have to, after all, highlight your achievements. What have you actually achieved, even if it is small, but the way you package it, what kind of a sales pipeline you have managed, how, what kind of a brands you worked with, what kind of a client success you've created in your journey. All this adds up to your uh, positioning and rebranding. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, and of course, I mean, there's always a practice. You know, I've had clients where this is the first time they negotiate or they're negotiating their salary. And I'm even talking about executives. I actually just worked with an executive of operations, a VP of operations, where he's like, I actually never negotiated my salary. And I told him, it's important that you negotiate your salary. You're now in an executive level operations. If you can't negotiate your salary, how am I going to trust you in running this company? So um, it's practicing it. So that way it sounds um, like a conversation. And like I said, a lot of the strategy comes beforehand. So my clients, you know, are getting $40,000, $50,000 salary increases. And once they get that job offer, I mean, I, even if you get the best salary out there more than you could have imagined, there's always things to negotiate, whether it's benefits, stock options, commission, when you're vested, um, daycare work from home stipend. I mean, there's just an endless amount of things you can negotiate and you still want to be able to do so. So practice it. And it's not like you're going into the room saying, I demand another $50,000 from this job offer. A lot of that work happens beforehand, but towards the end, you could, I still have clients ask for another five, 10, $15,000. I'm like, the worst thing they can say is no. And you you still already made a 50K salary increase. Exactly. So uh, preparing before going into that negotiation is very, very important, I believe. Like you've highlighted that uh, you need to have that uh, checklist of what you can trade for instead of money. So if you're not getting the money increase, there are what are the things you can ask for instead of that money, right? Mm-hmm. Correct. Right. Great. Also, another very, very pertinent problem that people face in negotiation is when the other party is a real hard nut to crack. So (laughs) it's very, very difficult for people to get past that. So what does one do in that case when the recruiter HR or the uh, potential client is a very hard nut to crack? Yeah. So, I mean, there's different ways. Um, At the end of the day, like HR recruiters don't actually make the decisions on how much you get paid. Mm -hmm. They're just there to be the liaison, the project manager. You know, they they put the job posting, they collect the resumes, they find out like who would be a good fit for this role. They put them through interviews. They make sure they have, they get on a call with you to make sure there aren't any red flags. But everything after that, like, it's just, they're like almost like project managers. And but I mean, at a higher level, but that's all they're, they're doing. Who you really have to convince and sell yourself is to that hiring manager or the hiring manager's manager, you know, whether you're applying, working for like a sales manager and then they're reporting to a VP. Those are the people you need to sell to because they're the ones that decide if, you know, how much we should offer you. Mm-hmm. The HR person is just going off of guidance of you know who the department is, who the hiring manager is, because at the end of the day, they're the subject matter experts within their department. So you know if you have a really tough recruiter or, or HR person that says like you know before we move forward, I just want to stay wanted to make sure you're we're within range for this role. You know you can push back and say you know I, I definitely I'm excited for this role. If you can tell me what that salary range, I'll be able to let you know where if it's within the range that I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Okay. If they say well we rather to know what's your range. Well, you want to give a range that you want. Don't let's just say you want to make 100k. Don't say that your range is 80 to 100k because then they're going to say, "All right, we're going to offer you 85," and you're going to be like, "I was really looking for the 80k." So say the number that you truly want that you'll be happy with, even if they offered you. So if I want 100k, I would say, "Well, my salary range for this role, based on what I know right now and the responsibilities and the job description, my salary range is between 100 and 115." I'm sure you know it's it's negotiable, and I'm sure we can both come to a number that you know we're both happy on. Right. So if they offer me 100, I'm still very happy, and if they offer me 105 or 10, that's like. Um, um, that's even better. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, everyone
everyone probably goes into a negotiation meeting thinking that yes uh, we will settle down midway or whether it is the person who is at the seller end or uh, the buyer end like whether it is the professional or it is the hiring manager everyone probably uh, gets to the middle point right mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they might go towards the end or the middle point. So that's why I say like, make sure your lower range is what you it's want, what you that you'll be happy with. Because I mean, even if you get the job offer, you can still negotiate an extra 5, 10, 15K. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for 100, then I'll say, okay, maybe we can negotiate, meet in the middle and make 108. Yeah. Well, that's still $8,000 more than what you'd be happier with. And this is already a 20, 30K leap for you as well. Right. So one strategy is when you can give a price range and then come and agree to the middle point. What happens when they give the bomb drop off? I do not have that much budget. Then, I mean, if it's the beginning of the interview, you can say what's negotiable. And I'm sure we can both find a number that, that that's a good fit for both of us. Mm-hmm. Um, again, the HR person isn't going to make the decision whether you get hired or not. They're just trying to find the best talent for this role. And that way, then they move it to the hiring manager. Once you say it's negotiable, I've had clients where they're told them, hey, we could only pay up to $50,000. And they're like, okay, um, it's negotiable. I'm sure we can both come to a number. You know, that's a good fit for both of us. And then they get moved on through the interview. They just, the hiring manager and the VP were like, you're amazing. We want to bring you on board. They actually call her the same day, say we want to extend a job offer. And then she said, you know what? So then that's when they offer her, you know, 50,000. And she's like, you know, I'm really looking for a salary range um, based on the everything I heard about the role. By the way, I'm excited about the company. I'm excited about the role. I'm so happy that, you know, you extended the offer and I'm very excited for this opportunity. How are, you know, based on our conversation, learning more about the roles, the responsibilities, uh, and based on my background and expertise with 15 plus years of experience in enterprise sales. By the way, I'm making all of this up. Um, <laughs> You know, like, um, I'm looking for a salary range of 60,000. Is there a way we can close this gap and uh-huh. then just stay quiet? And then they can, they can figure out, they can get creative how they want to pay you. They can give you a sign on bonus. They can give you stock. They can give you, um, restricted stock units. I mean, there's just multiple ways that they can close that gap. And then they might say something like if they're being like very hard, um, they're like, well, we're really just budgeted 50,000 for this role. Um, uh, and I was like, I understand. So I need a few days to think about it, but, uh, I'm I'm really looking for a salary range of 60,000. Let me know if there's any way we can close this gap. What that HR person is going to do is like, all right, let me look at my budget. And I've even had clients do this. And then that same thing, they're like, all right, we can do that. What is that quick? That means there was still more room for you right. to ask for. So they respond to you the, uh, that same day, more than likely, um, they're like, all right, fine. Um, we'll give you that salary range. Some Now, there are some cases where they're like, well, you know what? I would have to reach out to the hiring manager and see if they approve it. Let them re- reach out to the hiring manager. You know, that's happened and it might take one or two days and they'll probably figure out the budget or maybe they're trying to get approval from their boss. And then they're going to say like, oh, is this person really worth it? Or should, why are we paying extra 10, 15K? Well, because Roshni is the best person, the best <laughs> candidate out there. She has experience with SaaS Cloud. She has brought the biggest deal. She has connections and networks with some of the global brands we're trying to walk into. An extra 10, 15K is going to seem like nothing. Right. They spend more money on like staplers and toilet paper than the 10, $15,000 extra you're trying to hire um, or you're trying to get. Yes. Yes. So so the brilliant strategy at work here is to let the ball roll in their court because now they will have to figure out that how will they will close the gap. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's up yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. It's more of like, um, it, it gives the illusion of control. And technically, they do have control. Because nobody wants to be told, like, why well, want this? Figure yes. it out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, of course. Um, it's more <laughs> so it's of like, hey, you to come up with a solution as to how you will close the gap. Yes. Yeah. It's like teamwork. Way to say. How can we close this gap? And yes. they can say, well, we want to give you a sign-on bonus. And if you're okay with that, then great. But yeah, it's, it's like I said, we never, you'd be surprised what people can come up with. I had a client where they had to, they, they couldn't, they were trying to close like a ten fifteen thousand dollars gap. And they're like, okay, we can give you a $5,000 sign-on bonus. And then we'll give you stock for, that's almost within like what they were asking for. And they were happy with it. Now then the stock went up and that that's worth a lot more money now. So, I mean, it, it, it's, you'd be surprised the creative solutions people will come up with. And, um, and if you're happy with it, then, I mean, you both win. Right. Awesome. So you've given us the strategy of like talking about the price range and then letting them uh, come up with a solution of how to close the gap. And uh, any last thoughts on how you one can ask the desired number more confidently because you get what you ask for. So any last piece of advice is on how can one be more confident when they are saying aloud the specific number that they are wanting to have? Yeah, I mean, I would say research and practice. Practice a lot. And I don't mean like two, three times saying that out loud. I'm saying do it in front of a mirror. Do you look nervous? Do you have nervous body tics that, you know, that happens when you get, you know, all of a sudden very nervous or uncomfortable. Then do it in front of like your pet if you want to. You have clients that are like, well, I don't feel comfortable, you know, saying it to my friend or my partner. I'm like, okay, well, talk to your pets, however that works. Yes. And then once you feel comfortable, then move to a friend or a partner or whatever, whoever that may be, a person that you can start practicing that. Because the more you do it, by the time you practice so much, you're going to be tired of saying this or having these conversations you're going to say I just want to get this over and done with tired of practicing it I dream about it I think about it and that's the place you want to be at then all of a sudden it comes so comfortable because you've already recited this like hundreds of times and I even have clients you know record themselves on audio only so they can see and hear like how do they really sound without look without being distracted by the visuals and most of the time it's going to be through your phone do they sound confident do they sound like they're talking really fast or they're talking really slow, or do they ask where it sounds like they're asking a question? So it's just looking at many different aspects of like how you are asking and having these conversations. And once you're happy with it, um, then you know, all right, this is I'm ready. And I can have these conversations. And I can practice now with my colleagues, my friends, partners, family members, whoever that may be. So that way I can get used to it. Yes, that is like a brilliant advice. In fact, I have done that also because one of my uh, earlier premium packages I was myself feeling oh will will this something which will come out of my mouth even so I was going around to the house just repeating that dollar amount <laughs> do not ramble and rattle when the numbers come out of my mouth so yes that is a brilliant piece of advice for people to practice the saying that number aloud. Yeah. And uh, one last note I would say is I know some people have asked me, so how do I know I'm in a position to negotiate my salary? If you've received a job offer and you're working and you want to negotiate, you know, internally, then you're in a position to negotiate. It's all about building a good business case and showing that and then seeing like that you are worth that that extra increase, especially within sales. I mean, sales professionals are bringing hundreds, thousands, millions of 
dollars within the company and you're only asking for a small fraction of that. Right. Um, but again, you want to build that strong business case to showcase and never make it personal. Don't say I'm a hard worker, so therefore I deserve more. Or um, Rashni makes more than me. And why is that? <laughs> They're like, well, because it'll go into a different side. So focus on your results, your achievements and what right. you can do and where you're going to take it forward. Back it by data and facts and your achievements and the brand you've created out of yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. It was a wonderful conversation and great tips that you've shared with us, Claudia. It was wonderful to have you on the show today. Thank you. Of course. No, thank you. Thanks for having me. And I'm more than happy to share, you know, salary negotiation. I feel like a lot of women don't negotiate their salaries and it's important for us to negotiate, especially because we're not even being paid at an equal pay. So it's time for us to start getting that money we deserve. Absolutely. Absolutely. Very well said. Thank you, Claudia, once again. Bye. Thanks, Rashni. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today for this episode. I'm sure you were able to find some key learnings and takeaways from today's episode, which will help you grow your business to the next level. And if that's the case, make sure that you share this episode with two of your business buddies because you never know that they might also find some insight which will help them in their business. Knowledge, after all, grows by sharing it further, right? So do share it with two of your business buddies. Also, if you like ACSA's podcast, consider sharing five star review and rating on apple itunes because that will help us take the podcast to many more women just like yourself who are looking to find sales success in their business also it will mean the world to us especially myself and my team who are putting loads of efforts to bring this podcast to you and lastly remember to connect with me on instagram at roshni underscore baronia because i would love to know more about you your business and what is it that you need help with when it comes to selling so connect with me on instagram leave a review and share the podcast with two of your business buddies i will meet you next thursday stay tuned and stay safe and happy selling